title of the message is God's love is drawing you. God's love is drawing you. His love is pulling you. Pulling you. He's, he's the groom and his heart yearns for the bride. The Bible says that his spirit yearns jealously for us. Amen. I'm talking to your heart because part of me is a pastor. I pastored for something 12 years or something. And I feel in the love of God for you, for those online, those on YouTube, those in the room. You know, the devil does not like you. But I like what the psalmist says. I hate you with a holy hatred. I hate the devil with a holy hatred. Amen. Well, the devil doesn't like you. And some people he really, really hates. And he just wants to destroy their lives completely. And some of you, the world doesn't like you either. You've been rejected and scorned and gossiped about. But I want to tell you that the love of God is unending, is personal, is faithful in his love. He always loves you. You might be sitting and listening to me and you're in chronic pain from cancer. You might be sitting there and you've been thinking about slitting your wrists because the mental torment is so bad. And I'm here to tell you that God's love never fails. He is always drawing you to himself. He loves you. This world, it says that this world in Romans, it says that this world is groaning until it is released till it is redeemed. This world, you see, earthquakes, pestilence, disease, COVID, tsunamis, wars, all sorts of problems. This world is under the curse of sin. And this world has a spirit of darkness, the spirit of this world. But Jesus Christ has not changed. No matter what you're experiencing, what the devil is putting on you, what torment your mind is in, God loves you. And his love in heaven is extraordinary. I want to read from Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one, will save he will rejoice over you with singing, with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Do you know God loves you? And the Bible says that he's rejoicing over you with singing. Hallelujah. The devil is lying to you. 
The devil is using that person who's been accusing you, telling you that you are no good, so and so, swearing at you. The devil's putting thoughts that you're not as good as someone else, that you're no good, nothing good will come of your life, all of this sort of rubbish. The devil will be telling you in first person, God does not love me. That's what the devil doesn't say, you know, I'm the devil, I'm telling you. The devil uses your own words, puts in your head, God doesn't love you. You know, he just puts this stuff in your head. I'm here to tell you that God loves you. He rejoices over you. You're precious to him. You know, God has reached out to us, wow, with his own son. John chapter 3 Verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So uh, they were all being bitten by serpents, by snakes. And so a bronze serpent was made and was put on a pole. And as the people, in obedience to the command of the Lord, looked up to the serpent, they were healed. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, he so loved you, that he gave his only begotten son, beloved son, that whoever believes in him should not die but have eternal life. This is the tremendous love that God has for each of us. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. The devil will tell people, you are condemned to hell. There is no opportunity for salvation for you. This is what the devil tells people. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he manifested the love of God. He became all our problems that you might receive his goodness. That is love. That is love. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace, the primary meaning of the word grace in the New Testament is power to the undeserving. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he was rich in the Father's glory, rich, spiritually rich, and he owned all the cattle and all the silver and all the gold. Though he was rich, yet for your sake, your sake, he became poor. When did he become poor? When they ripped his garments off him, took his garments off him. When he was thirsty, when he had nothing, when people were accusing him on the cross. Yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Everything bad in your life he took at Calvary that you might be rich, rich in his love, rich in his forgiveness, rich in his peace, rich in his good health. 
prospered beyond what you could possibly imagine in Christ Jesus. I am whole, I am blessed in him. The devil is under my feet. The blood of Jesus has defeated him and I am loved, justified and blessed through the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, nothing but the devil or anyone can say against you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. From the love of God. He loves you no matter whether you sin or whether you're a good boy or a good girl. He loves you. You know, a good parent still loves their kids even when they're naughty. Amen. His love to you never fails. But when you give yourself, you practice sin, you become a prodigal. A prodigal is, prodigal son or daughter, is someone who is outside the fellowship of his love. He still loves the prodigal. He's waiting there for the prodigal to come home. He's waiting there for the prodigal to repent. He's waiting to celebrate over you with music and dancing, Luke 15. But when you practice sin, you allow the devil to come and oppress your life. You open doors and you lose the fellowship of the son. You're still a son, but you're not in fellowship. You've chosen darkness. He still loves you. But through repentance and faith in Jesus, you can come into the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the grace of God that was manifest at Calvary. Amen? Some people, they don't experience the love of God simply because they need to repent, come back to him. If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. If God loves you, what does it matter? He loves you with an everlasting love. If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, the devil is defeated. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He loves you. He's overcome the world. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also give us all things? That's God's love. Yeah, the devil wants you to think, oh, God doesn't want to heal me. I'm not good enough. I remember a lady, she's sitting up the back of the meeting, the pastor says, come, pray for her. And she came from a very conservative church. We won't say the church, but very conservative, where they teach a lot of rules, a lot of legalism, a lot of judgment. And she said, God won't heal me. I'm not good enough. I couldn't move her thinking. Will he not give us all things? Why would God do that? Not because of you, but because of him, because of his grace. Grace means you don't have to deserve to be healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? 
It is God who justifies. You know, if you've repented, if you've repented of your sin, you need to stop condemning yourself because you are outside, you're out of alignment with the word of God. If you have repented of your sin, you need to stop believing all the accusations. People who believe that they are your victim are often demonized and the spirits want them to believe that they are victims. In Christ Jesus, we are not victims. We are overcomers. We are whole. We have forgiven. We do not hold on to resentment. Victims are often themselves demonized. Paul didn't talk about himself as a victim. You look at, you know, his letters and how much he was whipped and he was stoned and he was left for dead and all the things that happened to him, but he never thought of himself as a victor, victim. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. When you are free, you're free to love your enemies. Hallelujah. The love of God that is in your heart by the Holy Spirit gives you the power to love and forgive and to be the head and not the tail. Amen. People do stuff to you. You need to let go of the pain of the past and realize that you're an overcomer and not be in bondage to the devil through the pain of the past. If you've been assaulted, if you've been raped, if you've been stolen from you need to let go of the pain of the past forgive let it go and be an overcomer in Christ it's a decision when you make a decision grace flows when you make a right decision grace flows when you choose I'm going to believe that God heals me against the report of a doctor grace flows when you choose to forgive Grace flows. Blessing comes. You choose to hold on to your bitterness, your anger, your resentment, your grudge, all this sort of stuff. You block yourself from the blessing of God. Amen. You become a prodigal. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. You know, in God's court, when you repent, you're forgiven, no matter what anyone else says. And God has the last word. On the last day, hear him. Well done. Hallelujah. Many, many sinners will hear that word, well done. People who've repented, turned to Christ, who are still condemned by people on this world, in this world, will hear that word, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. That's our God. He loves the prodigal. Loves the prodigal. Hallelujah. So for those who are keeping your resentment, your bitterness, get over it. It's not something honorable in heaven. Just get over it. Turn to your neighbor and say, get over it. I was at the Sydney meetings, Sydney revival meeting, and in 2023... 
and the Holy Spirit spoke people with arthritis. All these people with arthritis. The Lord was healing people with arthritis. I came to a lady and I said, yours is different. She had arthritis. You need to let go of the pain of the past. She said, okay. Hands are healed. See, you hold yourself in bondage. It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, anyone in distress? Don't let it separate you. God loves you. It is Christ who died, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God. Who shall separate us? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, as it is written. For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. You know, these are the, the, the early church being slaughtered by the Romans. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, distress, the sword... Yet in all these things we are not victims. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So get over yourself. You know, you're like, oh, this happened to me, this happened, they did this to me. You know, get over yourself. The Bible says you're a conqueror. Just forgive, forget. You know, when you when you have a right perspective you will see the evil that happened to you as a blessing as a blessing you will see how God uses the bad in your life to bring blessing Amen Praise God I think we should hear from Stephen come here Stephen Stephen doesn't know anything about me asking him to come up come here Stephen Praise God. Hi, bro. So Stephen was falsely accused, right? Yeah. That's pretty nasty, huh? That was not much fun. Hey? Not much fun. <laughs> Stephen's a teacher. Falsely accused. How did you feel about being falsely accused? Um, angry. Bitter. Um, powerless. Um, ripped off. So that's all the victim thing, right? Amen. Yeah. So where are you now? Um, enjoying the faithfulness of God's provision and having forgiven those um, that spoke against me because um, I don't want to be held back and I want to we have everything that Jesus has for me. Yeah. So I'm in a much better place and I've just been given another permanent full-time job and... Um, yeah, God's, God's a loving God. You know, Stephen, if you had held on to the pain of false accusation, you would rob yourself of the blessing of God. Amen, yes, I'm conscious of that. and um, It's not an easy thing to do, but it's a process, but I, I embrace that absolutely. Yeah. And you know, in bitterness, you cannot have fellowship with the love of God. So you have to let it go. Thank you, Stephen. My pleasure. Thanks, brother. Praise God. Amen. For I am persuaded that neither death, 
nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. And that love is drawing you, is drawing you. Jeremiah 31, 3, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. See, he's, he's pulling you, pulling you with loving kindness, pulling you into his love, drawing you. Come on, come on, leave that sin. Leave that addiction. Leave that. Leave that gossip. Leave that offense. I'm calling you into my great love. Amen. Song of Solomon 1, 2. Your love is better than wine because of the fragrance of your good ointments. Your name is ointment poured forth. Therefore the virgins love you. Draw me away. Jesus Draw us away into your great love. There's another realm. There's another realm. There's more than this world. There's the love of God in Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, draw us into your love. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Amen. Amen. I want you to know that God loves you. There's some people, you have that revelation. But there are others who are listening who are overcome with depression, who have all sorts of evil that's happened to them. I want you to know God is steadfast in his love. It never fails. Praise God. Amen. Jesus said, come to me, all who, are la who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus Christ will take that demon out of your soul and set you free. Jesus Christ will take that cancer that's causing you so much distress out of your body. Jesus Christ will bless you with a new job. Jesus Christ will come and pay that debt off. Jesus Christ sees your loneliness and will bring the right person into your life. You know, come to him, all who are weary and heavy laden with this world. He loves you. Jesus Christ will set you free from that sin in your life. He will forgive you and cleanse you and deliver you so you're no longer a slave of sin. Amen. Amen. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out. You can imagine the day of Pentecost, the big feast, and he stands up and he shouts to all the crowds, and he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart 
will flow. <laughs> Rivers bubbling, hallelujah, of living water, hallelujah. And hope, have you put your hope in Jesus Christ, does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. He will pour the love of God into you. Amen. You reject the Holy Spirit, you get dead religion. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Father is drawing you in his love tonight. Online and here in the room, he's drawing you, drawing you. Just surrender, surrender everything to him. Just surrender your problems, surrender your disease, surrender your torment, surrender whatever it is, the bad marriage, whatever it is, surrender your life to him. Let him take it. He'll deal with it. Amen. There are two, basically two things that are drawing you. One is the love of God. The second thing that's drawing you is your flesh, is enticing you to sin. Two things. God is drawing you in his love to holiness and your flesh is drawing you to sin, to lust, to hatred. You have to choose between these two forces that are pulling at you. The love of God into peace and purity and your flesh to satisfy itself. Let no one, let's go to James, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. You can allow your flesh to lead you and it will take you all the way to spiritual death. Or you can be drawn by the Holy Spirit into the holiness of God and the love of God. You have a choice. Which one will you choose? And if you choose both, God will vomit you out of his mouth. Amen? Amen. Let's close our eyes. Those online, just close your eyes. Those in the room, he loves you with an everlasting love. He's calling you tonight. He's calling you. He's drawing you tonight. Those of you online in the room and you want to respond to his love, say, Jesus, forgive me. I open my heart to you. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Deliver me, Lord. Help me. I want your love. Just put up your hands to Jesus. That's right. Now just stand to him. Lift your hands to him and ask for his love. Just stand up, those who got your hands up, and ask for his love to fill your heart. So we're believing for a dynamic. You ask forgiveness. He gives you love. You ask for forgiveness. He gives you grace. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Father. Yes, everyone online, I can see you. Now just ask his forgiveness. Are you holding on to the pain of the past? Bitterness? Ask his forgiveness. Are you caught in pornography and lust? Adultery? Ask his forgiveness right now so that you can gain the fellowship of his love. There's someone here and you have resentment against your mother. Terrible resentment against your mother. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. There's someone here, you love money. Jesus said that you cannot love God and love mammon. Choose now who you will serve. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Someone, you've got headaches, the Lord's healing you. Migraine, headaches, the Lord's healing you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, online, in the room, just open your heart to him. Repent and invite him to come in his love. Jesus, come. Pour your Holy Spirit into my heart. Fill me with your love, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I repent of my sins. I'm born again, justified, as if I'd never sinned. No longer condemned. I'm free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen.